The Keys to Life podcast begin with the idea that women need access to sound wisdom, biblical truth, and practical keys to be empowered in their daily life. This is an offspring of Life Builder Seminars. The Keys to Life podcast is designed to help you transform your life by hearing and knowing the truth so you can walk in greater freedom than you ever thought possible. Life Builder Seminars was started by Dr. Kathy Guerrero nearly 25 years ago with a passion for creating a safe place for women to be equipped and empowered for life. As a counselor, pastor, business owner, and grandmother, Dr. Kathy's passion is to build and empower women. We are so excited you are here and can't wait to see what God has in store for you. Good afternoon. I'm so happy that you're with us again today. Even if it's morning or evening, we're glad to have you with us. Uh, This is Dr. Kathy Guerrero, and we have Keys for Life podcast again today. So I have a tremendous guest with us today. And what we're going to do is we're going to dialogue a little bit about the topic of Against All Odds. You know, there are so many times that we can run up against things and we just think, how in the world can this happen? But if it weren't for God, I don't know if we would sometimes. But my guest today is uh, LaWanda Martinez, and I've known LaWanda for a number of years, and I've just uh, really celebrated her life and how she's been able to accomplish so much against all odds. That's why this is this is a topic that she can just step right into. So I would really encourage you all to take out a paper and a pencil and to write down some of these keys that are going to be given to you because uh, we are in for a life changer, I'm telling you. So Good to have you with us, LaWanda. Can you tell us just a little bit about yourself? Well, first off, I want to thank you so much, Dr. Kathy, for having me back here in the studio to do the podcast. This is uh, amazing that Life Builders has launched out, and I am so happy, and I'm I'm so honored to be here. So yes, let me tell you a little bit about myself so that your listeners, your listeners can identify with some of the things and the challenges that I have been through. Um, I am first off a grandma. I have four grandchildren and one on the way. I'm a mom. I have four children. I have a daughter and three sons. I'm also a teen mom. I had my daughter when I was 15 years old. And while I was in high school, I was um, engaged to my, my high school sweetheart. He actually was shot and killed while I was in the 10th grade and pregnant. So had we had gotten married, I would be a widower. But unfortunately, we didn't get married. I also um, was rebellious as a teen. I did know the Lord, but I made some of my own choices. And for that, I had some consequences. I got married. Um, I got pregnant out of wedlock and got married again. Um, This marriage turned out to be very abusive. And during that time, I went to a, a women's shelter where I had the opportunity to either go to school or go to work. And I chose to do both. I actually got a paralegal certificate while I was there. And so right now I'm currently employed as a paralegal um, for 23 years. But not only that, I am a servant leader. I have have given many opportunities to serve in ministry at my church and um, within the community with some nonprofits. I also um, 
I've been able to serve in my church as a small group leader. I've been able to serve in the community with Cherish. It's a ministry. It's a nonprofit for pregnant teens and young moms. Ministry, yes. And I've also had the great opportunity to serve with your own Dr. <laughs> Kathy Guerrero as a co-lead for the Brea Life Chapter, uh, Brea Life Builders Chapter. And so um, my passion is to just um, uh, develop leaders, um, serve in the ministry, serve wherever God has me to serve. And I have had a, experienced a lot of tra- trials and tragedies in my life, um, as you know. So mm-hmm. I'm, I'm really happy to be here in the studio with you once again and share. Thank you. Thank you. And you know what? I want to say thank you for being so transparent. Mm-hmm. Because when we're transparent about the things that we've gone through, it really does give hope to others. Because I'll tell you, if you could see LaWanda, you would just think, oh, this child was born with a silver spoon in her mouth. (laughs) But not really. (laughs) Uh, And so uh, what I'd like to to just kind of launch right out with uh, LaWanda is uh, because you've gone through so much, uh, what do you see actually as your probably your greatest breakthrough element in your life? Well, my greatest breakthrough element in my life is really um, it's really trusting God, knowing God, knowing His Word, having a relationship with our Lord. Um, without God, without having hope, I don't, I wouldn't be where I'm at today. So true. And it's really about believing who God says that we are. You know, believing who God says that I am, believing that God is for me. And that he's not against me. Um, one of my breakthrough elements in my life that I have is I call them my glad strategies. And I say, <laughs> I'm so glad that God is for me. I'm so glad that God is not against me. I'm so glad that God is greater than anything I'm facing. So I didn't always have that mindset. I didn't always have that attitude. A lot of times challenges and things would occur and I would feel like, God, why are you doing this to me? And I would always ask the questions, why? And it really, my, my mindset really started to shape when I became, started going to Life Builder seminars. Mm-hmm. Um, when I started going there, I started to learn how to take personal responsibility for my own actions. I started to learn um, about the, the mindset, the root systems, um, things in my past, and, and what was causing me to make poor choices and decisions in my life, and why I was where I was, and then to also see where I wanted to be. And then I had to ask God, well, how was I going to get there? And so one of my life verses, if I can share, sure. is, is actually Jeremiah 29, not 11, but 29, 10 through 14. And so um, this, this life verse really talks about how God has a plan for us, and it's a plan for good and not evil. It's a plan to give us a future and a hope. And it also says that in those days when we call upon the Lord, when we search for him with all of our heart, that we will find him. And he, we can call on him, and he's going to bring us back from the places that he caused us to be carried away captive. And I'll tell you, I started to look up every one of these words, and I started to come to a place that say, God has a plan for Lawanda's life, and this plan is for good, good and not evil. And when I was encountering many challenges with abuse, homelessness, um, my children going wayward and being prodigals, and I had to say, is this God's plan for my life or is this consequences of choices and decisions that oh. I made? I'm going to say amen to that. So good. Because a lot of times we want to blame everybody else, 
but we don't want to take a responsibility for the things that we did. And that's one of the things that I've really learned at Life Builders is taking personal responsibility. It's like, you know what? The Bible says, agree with your adversary quickly, lest he take you to court. And it's like, yes, yes, I did do that. Yes, I did do that. I am wrong. I am sorry. I repent. And I repent daily looking at a self-evaluation of like, what have I done? And so, um, as you can see in my, in my history, I was, I was promiscuous. I had a baby at 15. And then again, I later on got pregnant out of wedlock and got married. And because I wanted, I wanted to make things right with God, I got married, but I didn't know that this guy had all these red flags and, and that there was going to be abuse. And there was. And so therefore I had to go into, you know, find shelter at a woman's shelter. And there I could have just wallowed in my pain, but God, there, there was an opportunity there. You could go to school, you could go to work. And I always wanted to be an attorney. So I thought, Hey, can I go to paralegal school? There was one very close by and I was able to go to paralegal school while I was in the women's shelter. <laughs> so, so great. Now, did y'all hear that? She went to school to be a paralegal when she was in a women's shelter. There is no reason why you can't succeed above and beyond what you could ever imagine. But see, you've said so many keys. So let me go back and just kind of touch on those things. So you were talking about uh, changing your attitude and changing your mindset. And that's your personal responsibility. Mm -hmm. So because, you know, I find so many people and they always say, well, if God wants me to do this, he's going to make it happen. But we give him nothing to work with. We give him no faith. We give him no action. We give him no place of transparency with ourselves. And so you're, you're telling our listeners then that if they take responsibility, God will do his part, but we must do our part. Yes. Ah, that is so good. Exactly. So good. And so I, I want to encourage you. You may be in a place where you are just feeling left alone, down and out. And in the natural, that may be right. That may be an element of where you're living right now. But that is not where God has placed us to live forever. You may be there, but he, remember, he turns all things together for our good. Right. So you just keep on seeking him. Now, the other thing I want to bring up that I thought was such a tremendous key that you just kind of slid over. So we're going to slide back there again is the fact that uh, you knew God, but you weren't surrendered to God. That's right. Oh, tell me a little bit about, what's the difference about just knowing God? Because a lot of people say, well, I'm a Christian, I know God, but yet they're living quite contrary to that that statement. So share a little bit about that. Okay, well, you know, I know that... I knew about God. I went to church. I prayed. I accepted the Lord um, Jesus as my Lord and Savior, but I wasn't following the biblical principles in my life. I wasn't practicing purity. I wasn't practice. I wasn't practicing being sober and and of a sound mind. I was drinking. I was partying. I was doing whatever I wanted to do, and I didn't have any leadership in my life. But when I fully surrendered to God and I made Him my Lord and my Savior, then Good. I surrendered to His leadership Good. and I started to follow the biblical principles. And I started to realize that these parameters that God gave us in His Word are for our protection. It's because right. He loves us. And I go back to Jeremiah 29, 11, because it says, I have a plan for you and it's for good and not evil to give you a future and a hope. And therefore, as parents, I'm a grandma and I'm also a mother. And I don't know any parent that wants their child to grow up and go to prison, go up and be a drug addict. Now, 
I have had experience. I have two sons in prison currently right now, and I have one son who was, who has been on drugs. And that's maybe some of you listeners, you're saying, okay, wait, my ears perking up because I have kids in prison. I have children that are on drugs, but we don't plan for that for our children. God doesn't plan for us to have um, a horrible life. He want, He has good plans for us. But God also tells us, hey, don't run in the street. You can get hit by a car. We tell our little children, don't touch the stove. You can get burned. Well, God was telling me, hey, if you sleep around and do this stuff, the, your life isn't going to go well for you. It doesn't go well for us when we don't obey our parents, right? Our parents, God is our parent. So when I fully submitted to God being my father, and allowing him to discipline me and correct me and not go into rebellion. Because as a, as a teenager, I was rebellious. I mean, what 15-year-old what turns up pregnant? Is that the plans for your parent? <laughs> Is that what they want for your life? No. Uh, my parents wanted me to go to school. I had dreams of going to college. And, you know, another great against all odds, because I had my daughter when I was 15 years old, I actually ended up graduating from high school two months early. Um, I worked really hard to get my high school diploma, and I went right into college. But you know, it took me 28 years, Dr. Kathy, to get my bachelor's degree, which I just recently got. And I'm so proud of you. (laughs) So excellent. I had a lot of trials and tribulations in my life for these past 28 years. I wasn't able to go right into uh, school when you graduate from high school. It should take you four years to get your bachelor's. But, you know, maybe that's the plan that God had for my life. But Lawanda decided to be rebellious, decided to allow certain things in her life. And as a result, I had consequences. I had consequences while I was raising my children as a single mom. I don't believe that was God's plan for me to be a single mom. But raising three sons and a daughter on my own, um, I struggled. I struggled financially. There wasn't two, two incomes in our home. My children were disobedient. I had to learn how to discipline, how to raise, how to um, navigate being a single mom on my own. And through those heartaches and through those trials, I really learned right away, I better surrender to the Lord. And again, going back to Jeremiah 29, 13, it says, um, in those days when you seek me with all of your heart, I will be found by you. And I like to always go back to this little song. It says, just one of them days that a girl goes through when I'm angry inside. I don't want to take it out on you. But you know what? I had a lot of just one of those days. I had a lot of those days where I could have just given up. But I, I surrendered and I gave up to God. I surrendered and I get I put my, my face on the ground and I said, God, help me. Put me back on track and realign me to the plan that you have for my life. So good. So good. There's hope. There's Listen, hope. there's hope. There's hope. You know, I, I want to go a couple of different ways. You're saying so many things, and I really want to uh, kind of bring out some things. But uh, so, so let me just, we probably can't get into it real deep, but I think it's a great time to, to bring something out here. So you had all these issues, and then all your children had these issues. That's right. So we understand if we if we read the word we understand that there are our family dynamics yes. that are passed down from yes. generation to generation even psychology tells us that yes. so there's that dna that's in us so uh, tell us tell us just a little bit about uh, how, how would you relate to our listeners uh, their ability to uh, really identify and then uproot some of those patterns? Um, well, when you examine your family tree, you can see in your family line if um, you have 
uh, drug addiction, alcohol addiction, if you have um, divorce, if there are single parent households. And when you begin to start recognizing these um, patterns that are being passed, that are in your family, you, it's the first thing you start with are recognize, right? Right. And we take, we, so then we got to take personal responsibility. We got to say, okay, these things are in our life. And then we got to repent. We got to break off those generational curses that are, that are being passed down and, and just, come against those things like god i recognize that this sin pattern is in my life this sin pattern is in my children's life this drug addiction this incarceration this single parent household and god i want to bring this before you i want to ask you to cover our our bloodline with the blood of jesus and break all covenants break all agreements with the past also I really believed a lot of lies about myself. So I had to come out of agreement with those lies that I believed. And I'd say, okay, I believed I was dumb. I was told by my ex-husband, I was never going to amount to anything. You're dumb. No one's ever going to love you. So I didn't realize how smart I am until I really actually... Uh, had one of my friends tell me, you've been studying, you're, 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 you're always in a Bible study, you're always learning, you're very educated. Why do you think you can't go back to school and, and that you wouldn't succeed? And I said, I don't know, because I'm so dumb. Well, who told you that? Well, those are the lies that I was believing. Therefore, mm-hmm. I had to come out of agreement with those good, lies. I, I renounce, I break, I come out of agreement. And that's one of the strategies that I would like for the, your listeners to take a hold of as a key to recognize what's in your bloodline, recognize patterns that are being passed down, and then to come out of agreement with them, break agreement from all the generations back and the generations forward to the second coming of the Lord, just break those agreements and start to replace them with the truth. And where do we get the truth? We get the truth from God's word. What does God say about me? God says that we are fearfully and wonderfully made. God says that we are the head and not the tail. God says that he has a good plan for our life. And so I had to start believing, um, if it's not good, it's not, it's not done yet. There you go. There you go. And you know, the thing is, just in just kind of putting a cap on that, because that's so powerful. I want you to go back and listen to that, all of you, because uh, we have to do, again, our responsible portion. God has made a way for us already, but we have to put it into action. Uh, but the thing is that uh, we, we can uh, identify these things and then as we uproot them, we can then replace them with that same truth. And then we don't have to see that go forth further into our grandchildren and our great-grandchildren. So we can break every barrier. By the way, we just did a podcast not too long ago about breaking the glass ceiling. And some of those principles actually just fit right in there. So thank you. That was great. So I, I'm, I'm believing we're going to have some free, free listeners. That's right. But you know, I, I want to the other part that I wanted to kind of bring into this uh, section here is uh, I, Albert Einstein has a quote, and I love this. I just love it. He said, adversity introduces a man to himself. Wow. <laughs> Did you hear that? Albert Einstein. Now he was a pretty bright guy. Adversity introduces a man to himself. But see, we can look at that and we can see it in two different sections. So we can look at that and we can say, okay, I see what's inside of me. I can see that that there are some things that I didn't realize I was doing and all that sort of thing. But you can also recognize those things that are in you that make you capable because God's put them there. 
So if we recognize something that is not working, then we have to recognize that God gives us the ability to do something that will work. Yes. What can we develop and what can we tap into? You know, uh, most people, not all people, but most people have dreams when they're young Mm -hmm. and they want to accomplish a lot, whether you want to uh, be a fireman or you want to be a dress designer or you just want to be a a stay-at-home mom and have lots of babies. We all have dreams. But what does God have for us? It's so much greater than what our finite minds can even imagine. He's far able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we could ask or think. According to the Bible says, according to the power that's actively at work on the inside of us. So that means God, God's able and he's active. And so we just have to tap into that. So let's, let's be aware and let's uh, look at what's going on. So tell me, Tell me a little bit, too, about um, what you would really encourage women to do at this point in life if they're if they're having we've we've got a lot you've already said but I know you've got other things that you put into practice in your life. Why don't you share that with us? One of the things that I would encourage um, the listeners to put into practice is perseverance. Mm -hmm. Now, our topic today is against all odds. And if you take the word against and you spell it out a G-A-N-S-T. It's like three words. Again, street. Okay, because S-T is like a, 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 a pos- abbreviation for street. So you got to get up again and again and again. <laughs> and you got to live that there. One. And you got to live there because that's the street we're living on. We're living on again street, okay? Okay. Because against all odds, this is how you're going to succeed. This is how you're going to overcome. This is your key to remember um, I love Wonder Woman uh, movie, the first one, her little, when they were training Wonder Woman when she was a little girl, um, she would fall down and she would, um, and the aunt would tell her, get up again, again. And all they would say is that one word command again, again, again. And I feel like sometimes we lose hope. We're all the way down where we don't want to be. Um, we, the scale we was, it was going down and now it's back up again and you're feeling defeated. Your children, they were doing well and now they're not. You were doing good in your marriage and now you're not. And so you just, we could lose all hope. We can, we can just stay there in that stagnant place of just yuck and dirt and just mm-hmm. beating ourselves up and hurt and pain and just have a pity party and invite others to come. But we're not going to have a pity party. What yes. we're going to do is we're going to get up again. We're going to live on again street because the Bible tells us to abide in Christ. And so when we're going to live on that street, we're living on the vine, right? Again, 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 get up again. You can do it. You could persevere. Um, talk to yourself. I always love how Dr. Kathy, how you always share, how you say, come on, Kathy, you talk to yourself in the mirror. That encourages me to look at myself in the mirror and to, to evaluate where am I? And then to say, to encourage myself in the Lord, to say, no, you can do it. You can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. Yeah, but I feel so weak. Well, good. Because when you're weak, then God gets to be strong in you. So maybe you can't do it. And guess what? Maybe you've tried so hard to do everything right or do the things and you're beating yourself up. But you know what? Surrender and just let allow God to do it through you. You have to surrender to the Lord. You have to surrender to his plans. You have to surrender to his guidelines, to his precepts, to his word. And his word tells us things. One of the things that the word tells us in our perseverance and why we're stuck is because we don't want to forgive. 
We want to hold on to bitterness. We want to hold on to resentment. We want to accuse people for what they've done to us, for why we're in the situation. I could sit there in the shelter and be saying that my husband beat me and I hate him and he did this and he did that and all this other stuff. We both were toxic. We both attracted each other. We both had abusive behaviors, okay? So I had to take personal responsibility and I had to apologize and say, I'm sorry. I'm sorry for the way that I treated you, for the way I dishonored you as a wife, as a female, as a mom, whatever. I had to take those responsibilities and I had to repent for my sins. And I can't worry about whether he's going to repent or not repent because I have to look at what what, the choices and the decisions that I make in my life and the direction in which it's going to go. So good. Oh, you just said something. Oh, boy. You said we were both toxic. Yes. Okay, let's just <laughs> hang out there for just a second. Because so many people, I'll listen to, to so many women. I, I, I counsel. I do a lot of things like that. And it, it tends to come up as this cycle of attracting the wrong right. people. So when when Lawanda said that, I said, all right, she stepped us into a whole different ball game here. So... Think about this for a second. If you keep going through uh, relationships that end up in the same place, we can't blame the other person. We have to look at what we're doing, but we also have to look at what are we attracted to. Mm -hmm. Some gals, I don't know why, it seems absolutely um, incapable of thinking that we would do this, but this is the way the soul works. We will always find the person that is broken because possibly, possibly in our early years, we grew up in a broken family, so we still want to fix it. That's right. So we find the broken person that we can fix. Yep. But you know what? We can't fix them. We only can help uh, let God fix us. And when you're fixed, you're not going to be attracted to those people. Very good. That goes back to those patterns we were talking about a little while ago. There you go. Yeah, so. (laughs) I tell you, you know, there's just, uh, life is so good. Even though we go through adversity, we go through hard times, we go through troubles. I'm not saying that part is fun. It's not. But it will work good for you if we allow it to. You know, actually, adversity... Uh, really reveals God's faithfulness and his provision. When when we are in a time of ad, uh, adversity, watch how God steps in to help us get through. He always shows himself faithful. So adversity in, in, its, in its own way actually begins to prepare us for advancement. Yeah. Because faith is like a muscle. The more we exercise it, the more it develops. So we might as well just get on the ball and start finding out what God has to say and then remind him of his word. As you're reminding him of his word, you're reminding yourself of who he is and what he can do to deliver us in those times of adversity. You know, it tells us in uh, Psalm 46, 1, it says that God is our refuge and he's our strength, a very present help in time of trouble. So I'm going to tell you, when we find ourselves in trouble, we have to know that God is our refuge and he's our strength. So in him, we're strong enough to handle it. And he's there. He's present. He's there in the midst of all that trouble. And he's going to get us out if we follow him and do what he requires. May I I say one more thing to your listeners before we close out? Um, just as you're talking about how God is our refuge and our strength and our very present help in time of trouble, I think of a child who gets in trouble. They're being disciplined by their parent because they did something wrong. But when the child come back to the parent and say, I'm sorry, 
You know, I'm sorry. Um, how do I do it right? Wow. Yeah. What parent isn't going to be like, oh, let me show you how you do it right. You know, um, we're always correcting our kids because we love them. We're correcting them and we're disciplining them because we don't want them to do the wrong things in our life. And that's who God is. He's our ever present help. He's our refuge. He's our strength. And when we mess up, we can go to our loving father and he'll say, and we say, mm -hmm. I'm sorry, I did it wrong. I've been living this wrong path. I've been going the wrong way. I've been doing things my own in my own strength. And I would encourage you right now as you're listening that you could call upon the name of the Lord and you shall be saved that's what the Bible says you could call upon God and he and he will save you so if you don't know Jesus I want to offer uh, you to to uh, I'm going to invite you to ask him into your heart to be your personal Lord to be to surrender like I knew God as I as I shared earlier in my testimony but it wasn't until I fully surrendered to God to be my Lord, the Lord of my life, that I'm going to submit to your word. That even if I don't like the the direction that, um, the instructions that you're leading me into, I'm going to submit to your word. I'm going to humble myself. I'm going to repent. I'm going to follow your leadership because you have a good plan for my life and I can trust you. And so that's what I just want to share with your, your Absolutely. listeners. Best decision you will ever make. And that's just a starting point. And then yeah. we can go forward from there. I'm going to just close with this, this little thought right here. And it's that uh, what, whatever you've overcome is fuel to forge a future for the unstoppable to follow. So you be that unstoppable one. You be that fuel. You be that example. Your life is going to speak so much louder than your words ever could. So with that, we're going to close today. LaWanda, thank you for being here. Thank you for being so transparent and willing to share what you've had to come through to become who you are today. And I just applaud you. I appreciate you. I'm, I honor who you are and who, uh, who I see you becoming. So you're, we're all on this journey and it's only going to be greater from here. Yes. Thank you. Thank you so for much. having me. I really thank appreciate you. it. All right. Well, we thank you all for being here and for listening. And we want to invite you back again. We're going to have Lawanda again next week as our guest. So please tune in and Remember, we only can open doors that we have keys for. So take these keys, put them to work, and those keys will also close doors that were not profitable season past. So open some doors, close some doors, and we'll see you soon. Bye-bye. Thank you for tuning in to the Keys to Life podcast. If this episode inspired you, we would love for you to subscribe to our podcast and leave us a review. We want to hear all about how God is speaking to you directly. Another way to show your support would be to screenshot, post, and tag us at Life Builder Seminars. Find us on Instagram and Facebook. We are so excited to continue this journey with you. Until next time, may these keys unlock your freedom and transformation.